Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Namaste. Namaste, everybody. This evening on page 27 of the Shiva Beginners Puja, uh, we're going to begin the discussion of the 108 names. And you know, 108 is a very, very sacred number that comes up time and time again. It constitutes a mala. And a mala uh, is, uh, uh, it, it, there are as many descriptions of the term or definitions of the term 108 as there are sadhus. <laughs> so uh, we like the explanation that says there are 54 letters of Sanskrit, which means 54 steps or 54 matrikas, 54 opportunities to express all of the vibrations that can possibly be shared in this universe. And there are 54 steps of evolution and 54 steps of involution and the 254s make 108. And if you put a guru bead or a brahma bead, uh, you have 109. So that constitutes a mala. So when we say we're going to sing the 108 names of Shiva, the 108 names of Durga, the 108 names of Kali, the 108 names of Shrima, we, we've got uh, so many lists of 108 and they are all sacred because they stand for all the vibrations that can come into manifested existence and all the vibrations that can march right out of manifested existence into the infinite beyond conception. So let's begin with, Om, we bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. Om, we bow to the great seer of all. Om, we bow to he whose reality is peace. Om, we bow to he who holds the trident, and that's the trishul, and the, the, the harmony of the threes, and all the threes are in unity, in one weapon. It's, uh, the, the trishul is the unity of all the threes. A-U-M-A, A-M-R-E-M-K-L-E-M, Satara-Tatama, Shristi-Stiti-Loi, and Brahma-Vishnu-Maheshim, Akalima, all the threes come in a harmony in the trishul of the trident. Om we bow to he upon whose head resides the moon. So remember, Shiv got the, uh, gave Chandra the boon that he would be worn as an ornament on the, on the head of the infinite beyond conception. That means to us that the, the, the emblem of devotion Indra, uh, Indu is the emblem of devotion and he is the ornament on top of the head of consciousness. Oh, we bow to the beautiful God of love. Oh, we bow to he whose eyes see beyond form. So obviously we're not talking about these physical eyes which see the forms. We're talking about all the eyes which see beyond, see beyond the form. Only bow to he who holds a head uh, and he has taken down the head of egotism. You see the head is with Shiva. Oh, we bow to he who is red and blue. He's got a blue throat, red arms. Uh, his body is white because he's covered with ashes. And he wears the digit of the moon in his head. Uh, uh, we bow to the cause of peace, Shankar. We had that question today uh, uh, from Swarupananda Saraswati. He asked about Sham means peace and Karan means the cause. And it, as it's shortened in the dative case, which is Aya, Shankaraya, uh, the cause of peace. We bow to the cause of peace. Oh, we bow to he with a spear in his hand, and he has a shul, and not a trishul, a shul. Uh, so that's just a one-pointed uh, uh, spear, and that indicates one-pointed attention. 
He's just focused and paying attention, points his spear. Oh, we bow to he who holds a staff or the missiles of consciousness. Uh, it's an interesting weapon. Some people could call it a skull-topped staff. It's a staff with a skull on top of it. Other people just call it the missiles of consciousness. What it indicates is that the ego has been subdued and is used to, to uh, prod us along and move us along and all the, the functions of ego are directed towards the realization of supreme divinity. Oh, we bow to the strength of Vishnu. And Vishnu, of course, is the, the he who pervades all, and his strength is Shiva. Remember, uh, uh, Lakshmi came to uh, Vishnu, and Parvati came to Shiva, and Parvati said to Shiva, Shiva, Devadi Dev, Mahadev, you are the Lord of all the lords, and you are the God of all the gods. Why are you meditating? What, what do you have to meditate about? And Shiva said, uh, uh, Parvati, I can't tell a lie. I'm meditating on Vishnu. He is really in my heart. And Lakshmi said to Vishnu, why are you meditating? And Vishnu said, I'm meditating on Shiva. He is verily the, the energy of all goodness. He is the Shakti. He is the strength by which I can perform all the functions of, of, of preservation. Oh, we bow to he who is present again and again. And he, 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 he sometimes he appears to be distant or in, a, in dissolution. And yet he's present again and again. Now you see him, now you don't. He just comes and goes. And every moment, every kal kasht, every mohurt, every kshana, there's a sristi, a stiti, and a lie. There's a creation, a preservation, and a being, and a, and a dissolution of every kshana. There was just a, another dissolution. And there he wasn't. And now here he is again. So he becomes, he is present again and again. Oh, we bow to the Lord of the Mother of the Universe. Ambika Nat. Ambika Ma. The Nat of Ambika is the, the Lord of the Mother of the Universe. And it could be the Pati, it could be the Shakti, the holder of the Shakti, Shakti Man. It could be the, the, the husband of the Divine Mother. Oh, we bow to he within whose throat the goddess of respect dwells. Sri Kant. Uh, he, he, Sri is in his Kant. And the, this Kant is the, the throat. And Sri, or it could be the respected throat. Uh, we had a character like that from uh, 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 not so far distant history. He was called Deep Throat. Uh, <laughs> brought down the Nixon administration. Uh, so who is his throat? Sri, respect, Shanti in your mind and in your heart always dwells in the throat. Bhaktivatsal, he who loves his devotees. Uh, uh, he who is the intensity of reality. That's a very, very important one. Uh, how do you judge? How do you measure? How do you describe? How intensely real is this to us? This moment, there's a bhavana, a feeling, an attitude, and it's got its own intensity. How can you define the intensity of that reality? There's no measurement. Can you tell me how sweet was the sweet? Well, it was... Yeah, we can tell. How can you tell? <laughs> it was this sweet! <laughs> and even better still. Uh, Om we bow to he who is all. Om we bow to the ruler of the three worlds. Uh, Om we bow to he who has a blue throat or a blue neck. He turned blue when he drank the poison. Om we bow to the beloved of the mother of the universe. Shiva Priya. Shiva is Shakti. Shiva 
is the masculine, Shiva is the feminine, Shiva Priya is the beloved, the, the, the beloved of the goddess. Ugraya, to he who is fierce, uh, Kapaline, who, he who bears skulls, he's got all these skulls and he wears them as an ornament, he's cut down all the negativities, he made a garland of them just like Kali does, and he walks around with this garland of skulls and uh, he, he is free from negativity and he takes our negativity as an ornament. Om, we bow to he who controls desire. We bow to he who is the great form. Uh, like Swarupananda, this is Maharupananda. He is the great form, or the form of all. Uh, oh, we bow to he who supports the Ganges. Remember, Ganga was asked to come down to earth, and, uh, uh, and uh, Brahma said, but if she comes down from the Vishnu Lok, and she comes down, she's going to wash not only the sins of man away, she's going to wash the whole earth away. You've got to find a way to, to reduce the speed of Ganga as he comes pouring down from Vishnu Lok. Remember, Vishnu took the form of Baman, uh, Baman Avatar. He became a dwarf. And he said to Bali, the king of the Asuras, give me three steps of land. And Bali said, okay, I'll give you three, you're such a little guy, of course I'll give you three steps of land. And Baman, the, uh, the dwarf, suddenly became bigger and bigger and bigger till his foot covered the earth. And he said, the earth is mine. And then uh, he, he, he raised his foot up through the clouds, up through the heavens, up through the highest reaches of heaven to the Vishnu Lok. Uh, to the Brahma Lok. And Brahma said, oh my God, that's Vishnu's foot coming to my house. This is, what an honor. He immediately took his kamandal with Ganga inside and he said, I've got to offer water for washing his feet. Uh, the Lord came to my house. I'll wash his feet. He poured some Ganga water on Vishnu's foot. And the water started dripping off the foot, and it gathered speed. And the and Dhruv was there with the nine planets, and they they said, "Oh my goodness, the that's Ganga coming down through the heavens. He's going to wash us all away. Everyone flee!" And they ran. All the gods and the goddesses of the heavens, all the planets, they spread apart. They split apart, and then the Ganga come down. They said, "We've got to find a way to break the speed of Ganga." Oh, only Shiva is, is, has the capacity. Uh, Shiva, would you please sit in the Himalayas and let Ganga fall on your head? And then she'll splash up and fall over and drip down and she'll be very passive and she'll become a river and wash all the sins of mankind away. And so Shiva uh, supports the Ganges on his head. Only about a he whose third eye is visible on his forehead. Uh, only about to he who is time after time Kalakashta. He is time after time Kalakalaya. Only about to the giver of grace. Only about to he who has an axe in his hand. He holds the, the parashu, uh, the axe of good karma, and then he can chop down all the bad karma. He only bow to he whose hand shows the mrig mudra. Uh, that's the, the, the mudra of the deer, or it's also known as the kalpataru mudra, where Ramakrishna receives the energy from above and transmits the energy down below. Shiva also holds this Mrig Mudra. Oh, we bow to he who wears matted hair. Oh, we bow to he, he who resides on Mount Koilash. Koilash Shikare Ramye, on the beautiful summit of the holy site of Kailash. Oh, we bow to he who is fearless. 
Om we bow to he is an armor for protection. Uh, he himself is the armor. We recite his mantra and have put on the armor, but he is the armor. He resides in the armor. Om we bow to he who is solid. Om we bow to he who is the limit of the, th the three cities. And he, he's not only the limit, but he's Tripurant. He's the, the Tripurant, the summit, the ultimate, the highest, the, the farthest extension, the limit. He's the end, he's the end, of the definition of infinity, or the three cities, Bur, Ua, Swa, or the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body. Oh, we travel with he, oh, we bow to he who travels with a bull. Vrishava. Mm. The bull stands for, sorry, Sankalpa. The bull stands for determination. Uh, uh, not like others would want you to think of people who are full of bull. Uh, people who have the bull, they ride on the bull, they have a determination, they have a definition, they have a sun cult. Oh, oh, we bow to he who sits on a bull. Oh, we bow to he who is all karma. Sarva karmane. He is all the karma. Om, we bow to he who loves all songs. Except when Swami sings. Om, we bow to he whose praises are sung. Om, we bow to he who is the three images of being. Three murtaye. These three murti mean Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshwar. He is three murti. These are the, the three aspects of Oma, the three parts of Om, the, the holy trinity or the trilogy or, of the, the three aspects of Svisti Stiti Lord, who creates and protects and transforms. Om, we bow to he who is the object of perfection. Om, we bow to he who is all wisdom. Oh, we bow to he who is the supreme soul, Paramatmade Namaha. He is the supreme soul and higher still. Oh, we want to bow to he who is all mantras. Oh, we bow to he who is all offerings. Oh, we bow to he who is all sacrifice. So remember, Brahmarpanam, Brahma Habir, Brahma Ognam, Brahmanda we bow to the supreme who makes the offering, who is the offering, who is the recipient of the offering as well. Om, we bow to he who has five faces. Remember we spoke of this, Sadyojata, Baba, Deva, Agora, Tatpurusha, Ishana. He who constantly, always gives birth to truth. He was full of love. He was free from fear. He was that full, complete, and perfect expression of consciousness. He who is the Lord of all, the seer of all, the consciousness of all, he has five faces. Oh, we bow to he who is always the consciousness of infinite goodness. Oh, we bow to he who is the supreme Lord of the universe. Oh, we bow to he who is the excellent warrior. And remember, it, 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 when you're an excellent warrior, we've got three bhavas. We've got a Pashu bhav, a Beer bhav, and a Divya bhav. And so you've got this attitude that comes from animalistic tendencies, eating, sleeping, mating. And then you've got this attitude which comes from striving for self-improvement and self-realization, which comes from expressions of love and expressions of light and expressions of knowledge. And then you've got this Dibyabhav, which comes from the fullest, complete surrender to God's will. That is the light of wisdom. So the excellent warrior, he's striving in the path of self improvement, self-development. He's trying to become divine. Om we bow to he who is the Lord of the multitudes. He's the Gananat. He, he's the Nat. He's the Lord, 
of the Gana, the multitudes, and also the Gana stands for wisdom, and the Gana is uh, the Shiva's, all the followers of Shiva, all the friends of Shiva that come, the devotees of Shiva are Gana. Oh, we bow to he was the Lord of all life and all beings born, all the Praja, all everyone who took birth. Uh, ja means Jata. All that is born, praja, means all that has taken birth. Uh, uh, Prajapati, the pati, the lord of the praja. Oh, we bow to he who has golden semen. Oh, we bow to he who is difficult to be seen. Oh, we bow to he who is of the mountains. Of course, he lives on top of the mountain and top of the, uh, of the summit of Kailash. Oh, we bow to he who is the Lord of the highest mountain, the Isha of the Giris. Oh, we bow to he who is sinless. Oh, we bow to he who shines like a cobra. Bujanga Bhushanaya. He's like the Bujanga. And uh, we do the cobra pose where we lift up our, our chest and lift up our head and, and show ourselves as full of energy. Bujanga Bhushan. He is shining like the, like the gem in the crown of the cobra. Oh, we bow to he is wealth. Oh, we bow to he is the wealth of the mountains. Oh, we bow to he was the beloved of the mountains. Oh, we bow to he who is eight images of divinity. And uh, we have uh, many of the eight images. We have the eight goddesses. We have the eight shaktis. We have the, uh, the eight nagas. We have uh, many eights. So he's got the murtis. He is all the deities or the images of the, the divinity which is divided into eight. Oh, we, we bow to he who is all souls, an ekatma. <laughs> we have one ekatma, and this one is an ekatma. Uh, he is more than one. <laughs> He's anek. The multitude, all the souls. Oh, we bow to he who is truth. Oh, we bow to he who is time. Oh, we bow to he who is eternal. Oh, we bow to he who binds divisions in his net. Kanda, which is divided. Parashire, it's united. <laughs> he unites the divided with his parashir. Para, 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 parashir. Oh, we bow to his, oh, who he was unborn. Om we bow to he who relieves suffering. Asru triate tirudra. He takes away the tears. All the sufferings, all the pains, all the expressions of pain. Om we bow to he who resides in all action. Kriti vas. Uh, kriti is all kriya. And vas, he, he resides. And he, or he controls. All the actions are under his control. Huh? Like Vashikaran. He controls and manipulates and uh, defines the outcome of all actions. That's another expression. Um, we bow to he who is old. <laughs> I hope so. Om, oh, we bow to he who is the supreme divinity. Om, oh, we bow to he who associates with ghosts and goblins. <laughs> Thank you, Shiv. Om, oh, we bow to he who conquers over death. Om, oh, we bow to he who is the subtle body. Om, oh, we bow to he who distinguishes individuals of the world. Om, oh, we bow to he who is the guru of the universe. Oh, we bow to he who has thousands of feet. Oh, we bow to he whose hair fills the atmosphere. Uh, he just waves his hair around. Pashwinaksatrani rupamashvinavyatam. Ishan, Ishan, Ishmama, Ishana. Sarvalokam, my Ishana. All the worlds are filled with my supreme divinity. 
Om we bow to he was the great general. Om we bow to he who is father. Om we bow to he whose motion is pleasing. Om we bow to he who is terrible. And that means a formidable or boyanka, uh, ugra. Uh, he's, he's terrible, not like he's really bad, but he's bad news, man. Don't mess with the sheep. Uh, Om we bow to he who is the lord of the earth. Om we bow to he who is the residence of all. Stan the bay. He is the stan. He, he, he is in the residence. He is the residence. Om Brahmane, he is scooped. We bow to he who is creative consciousness. Om we bow to he who is clothed in space or located in every direction or there's no end to him or he's quite naked, you know. Om we bow to he who is the object of search. And we're all looking for him. Oh, we bow to he who is the Lord of animals. Oh, we bow to he who is God. Oh, we bow to he who is the great God. Oh, we bow to he who is the imperishable. Oh, we bow to he who takes away all. Ariah, he takes them all away. All of us. Everything that came into manifestation will go out of manifestation and Shiva will take us away. Do you remember they're coming to take me away, away? They're coming to take me away. Huh. Oh, we bow to he who is the great light. Oh, we bow to he whose eyes sparkle like a tiger. Oh, we bow to he who is the god of gods, Deva Deva. Oh, we bow to he who is indifferent. Uh, and uh, indifferent means uchatan. It also means, what, what do we have here? Uh, abhyagra. Abhyagra. Uh, he is indifferent. It means uchatan. He is uh, uh, udas. He is not motivated by any opinion. He is not, he, he's devoid of opinions of his own. He's indifferent. Udas. Ah. Oh, we bow to he who is indivisible. Oh, we bow to he who is infinite. Oh, we bow to he who has a thousand eyes. We had that question last night. Oh, we bow to he who is the image of victory. And he's Murthija. He is the Murthy that conveys victory. He is the image of all victory. He is the victory of all images. He's Murti Jai. Oh, we bow to the Illuminator, Tarak, Tarakai. Oh, we bow to he within whom all dissolves. Mitra loves to say, Haraya, Haraya, Haraya Namaha. Om we bow to the Supreme Consciousness. Om we bow to the residence of Dharma, Napishwar. Om we bow to the completion. Om Namo Iti. We have just a few minutes. Let's stop right here and see if there are any questions. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha. Namaste. Do we have a question from Sadhana Shakti? Namaste, Sadhana. Does the great seer of all, Maheshwar, have any connection to the Rudraksha, the eye of Shiva? Yes, he does. However, he is great. And any time you have Maha, you have such greatness that it has no limitation. And Rudra Aksha, it mean, Rudra has a limitation. He is a form. You can see the eyes of Shiva, and Shiva's eyes can see you. Mahishwar, Mahan Ishwar, sees without limitation. He just sees, and you can't limit it to the earth or the, the atmosphere or the, the heavens or the Milky Way. He sees galaxies and galaxies and galaxies ad infinitum. All that is perceivable, he sees. So there's a difference between Rudraksh and, uh, and Maheshwar. Uh, Rudrak sees you, and he sees me, and he sees what's going on inside. 
He sees what's manifest outside. He sees what's going on inside. He's looking at the Vyakti Rup. And we had one name was Abhyakti. Abhyakta. Beyond the individual form. So the Vyakti is the individual. He sees every individual. That's Rudra. Now Maheshwar sees every individual and the forest and the tree and the universe and go farther and farther and farther and he still sees, he perceives without any limitation. We have a question from Nanda. Namaste Nandama. We worship Shiva as the Lord of Sankalpa. Please Swami, tell us what is your secret for a strong resolve, especially when you are physically tired. Nanda, I believe it all comes down to a love affair. When I'm in love, I don't think about how tired I am. I think only about how do I demonstrate the sincerity of my love to my beloved. I remember I was once in college, and boy, there was no such thing as day or night. When I was in love, I could go for a week or two before I even recognized that uh, I was supposed to take a nap sometime. There was just this, I got, what's the next thing on the plate? When you're in love, Nanda, it, it, everything, you just don't get tired. You just want to keep going. You just have no concept that there's, there are limitations of the body. There are no limitations of the body. The only limitation is my mind. There's no limitation of the body. When my mind is turned on and I'm filled with excitement, I'm totally in love, I, I don't care if it's day or night. I'll end up on your doorstep. So I believe the secret to overcoming all of these limitations is to change your mind. Whenever you think, I'm tired, I'm lazy, I'd love to stay in bed, I'd like not to do this and I don't want to do that either. Just tell yourself, wow, I got my love button, I'm turning myself on, I'm in love, I'm a lover, I will get the privilege of, and the opportunity of showing my love, of sharing my love. And this is how I propose to do it. I'm going to read the Shiva Puja. That's my love affair. I'm going to cook the food for my beloved guests and just to demonstrate to them how much I am honored by their presence in my kitchen. I'm going to sing as loudly as I can for as long as I can because I'm really a devotee. I, I know it in my heart. Why would I get tired? I don't want to get tired. That tired is a silly thought. Why would I think about how tired I am? I want to think about how turned down I am and how much in love I am and how much I feel honored and privileged by the opportunity to get to, to chant your mantra and do your puja and sing your stotrams and do whatever I do until I can't do it anymore. And then I know it's time to take a rest. Nanda, you have been to many yajyas with me. You know that if I can talk at the end of a yajya, I didn't give 100%. It is true, it is true, satyam, satyam, nasham, shaya. If I can speak at the end of a yajna, if I can speak at the end of the Sundarkand, if I have any words left to say or any voice with which to say it, I didn't give it all. <laughs> and if I gave it all, I have nothing left to give. Now it's time to take rest. By default. Not because of in the clock, not because of my body or my mind or my thought or my laziness, my sloth and my exhaustion. I'm sure many of you get emails from me 24 hours a day are aware that it's a privilege for me to answer your email. 
It's not my duty or my necessity. It's my privilege. I invited you into a relationship. And I mean to be there. Whether you're sleeping or not. That's not my concern. So the opportunity and the privilege and the feeling of, of joy that you get from fulfilling your son cult. That is so you get the privilege of demonstrating the sincerity and the intensity of the bhavana of your love. The intensity of reality. How intensely real is it to you? That is enough to keep you going. And if not, take a cup of coffee and some chocolate. <laughs> we have a question from Kyle in Los Angeles. Namaste, Kyle. Namaste, Samantha. Pranam. Are the offerings always presented in the order they are written? And if so, why? Also, can you explain the internal significance of some of the external offerings? Yes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> the offerings are presented in the order that they were written because the first thing I want to do is welcome you. When you come to my house, the first thing I'm going to say is, Namaste! I'm happy that you came. And then I'm going to invite you in. Please have a seat. Sit down. Let me offer you some water for washing your feet. And let me wash your hands and your face and, <laughs> and make you cool and refreshed and relaxed. And now I'm going to offer you a, a milk bath and a yogurt bath and a, and a, a, a ghee bath and a honey bath and a sugar bath. And all of these come into order because I'm giving you the infinite Paramatma, the Supreme Soul, the infinity of the infinite consciousness, the ocean of milk by pouring some water over your feet. And I'm giving you my individual soul by putting some congeals, uh, the solidified yogurt, the, the form of the milk ocean, the individual form of consciousness. And I'm giving you illumination, and I'm giving in the ghee, and I'm giving you nourishment in the honey, I'm giving you sweetness in the sugar, I'm mixing them all together and giving you one beautifully prepared drink to refresh yourself. And now that you're refreshed, uh, I'm going to wash off all the goopies and all the, all the stickiness and ickiness from you with water for washing your for a bath. And after you're bathed, I'm going to give you a cloth. And after I give you a cloth, I'll give you a, a sacred thread and a rudraksha. And I'm going to give you a tilak. And I'm going to give you different powders and or ornaments and unguents. And all the demonstrations of the sincerity of my love for you, the sense of privilege that I have that you came to visit me, Kyle. And that's the order in which I want to give it to you. I don't want you standing up and being uncomfortable and tired and achy and all, all hot and dirty and then I'm going to give you a cloth and say, put this brand new beautiful cloth I brought for you over your stinky sweaty body and now I'm going to pour milk and honey and yogurt on top of your cloth. That doesn't make sense. I'm going to first wash you and bathe you and then give you the cloth. So there's an organization and when you are refreshed and wearing new clothes and feeling like a million bucks, then I'm going to say to you, hey, sit down and have some food. Mama's been cooking and have some prasad. Eat your fill. Here's some water to wash it down. Here's some uh, sweets at the end. Here's a dessert. Here's some money to pay the taxi driver. Let me fan you and cool you and chase away any bugs that may come in your ears and Kyle there's an order and an organization to the series of offerings that we make and these are the demonstrations of the purity and clarity and sincerity of our love so yeah we do want to learn it in the order that it was taught to us also when we learn things in the order that they're taught to us we have a checklist so we make sure not to omit anything. I didn't forget anything, did I? Hmm. 
The taxi's not sitting out there with the meter r running, waiting for me to come out and pay the cab fare, is he? I want to take care of that quickly. I want to feed you. I want to clothe you. I want to house you. I want to make you feel make you feel comfortable. So if there's an order and an organization, and when we learn the pujas according to the order and the organization, it's like putting the flowers down. With each mantra, you put the flower, and when you look at all the flowers, you can make sure I got all the mantras. Yes, all the mantras are present. I've got the, it's like Hansel and Gretel leaving a trail of crumbs. In the same way, we're leaving a trail of flowers. How did I move my consciousness into the presence of divinity? How did I avail the opportunity to fall in love so sincerely, so intensely that I can't think of anything else? So yes, we want to learn it in the order that it was taught to us. It'll be in everyone's benefit. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. Namaste. Why does Shiva hang out with ghosts and goblins? I know they are in the cremation ground, but is there another reason? How can being around ghosts and goblins help our sadhana? Ooh, just come to the Devi Mandir and look who's sitting here. <laughs> A bunch of boots and plates. So, yeah, Shiva chose to hang out with all of the dis disregarded and neglected, the poorest of the poor, the lowest of the low, those who are Vishnu hung out with all the other, uh, the Brahmins who were all pukka and they had sacred threads and they were well adorned and, and actually she, Daksh uh, uh, cursed Shiva. Shiva who, uh, who was sitting at Daksha's yagya, Daksh came into, at Brahma's yagya, Shiva was already seated, he was the guest of honor, Daksha Prajapati moved in, walked into the uh, yagya arena and he, everyone stood up and bowed down, Daksha, you are the progenitor of creation. You are the Prajapati. You are the Lord of all beings born, so we pay respect to you. You are the one who made Sati come into manifested existence so that we could have a creation. We all pay respect to you. Only Shiv remains seated. And Ducks got mad. He said, why are you insulting me? You're not standing up. Everybody else stood up. Uh, you didn't stand up. Your, your behavior is an insult to me. And I curse you. You will be worshipped by the lowest of the low and the dis, uh, disenfranchised and the disrespected and boots and braids and ghosts and goblins and all kinds of... Your, your followers will take bung, they'll drink wine, they'll do all kinds of nefarious activities. And your followers won't even pronounce Sanskrit correctly. And that was a Daksh's curse to Shiva. She just sat there, didn't say a word. But Nandi, Nandi said, I, I, I look at Shiva, he won't even stand up and give you a reply. He is so self-contained and so satisfied within his own self. He has nothing to say to you. I am a follower of Shiva, I'm a devotee of Shiva, and I cannot accept this disrespect to the Lord of the three worlds. I'm going to give reply on behalf of my guru because he is so contained within himself he won't even reply to you. Daksh, I curse you back. Your followers will pronounce Sanskrit correctly but they won't understand one word that they say. Your followers will only do puja in order to earn a livelihood. They'll do everything for show and nothing for self-realization. Your followers will go to America and become computer programmers. Your followers will be, they'll be highly respected and highly, highly regarded and well adorned, but they won't live with dharma. They'll stop wearing Rudraksha, they'll stop wearing Tilaks, they'll stop living in accordance with the rules of the Sarvatandar. Those were the curses that were exchanged. 
So Shiv accepted his curse and he's got followers like us. And Daksh received his curse and he's got Brahmins sitting in the temple saying, uh, Om Namah Shivaya Dakshina. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Klim Vishnabe Namah Dakshina. <laughs> Everything has a price. You can't get to heaven without a donation. Oh, this is the philosophy of the followers of, of, uh, of Daksha Prajapati. We have a question from Swarupananda. Namaste, Swarup. Pranam. What is the significance of Shiva's matted hair? Shiva's matted hair contains all the shakti, all the all the the snakes, all the the uh, uh, all the manifest jatta. Jatta. Yeah, all the 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 jatta. It it, it symbolizes renunciation. Uh, I don't have to look in the mirror to make myself beautiful. I don't have to. I, I am beautiful from the inside. I'm not worried about the outside. Uh, but it, it actually says I have the poise and to carry myself as a renunciate. I have the the bhavana of Shankaracharya said, carry yourself like a great renunciate. Don't look to get favors from men. Don't adorn yourself on the outside. Shine from within. Why he made a land to you? He, uh, to keep it out of his face. Uh, why did Michelle Obama cut bangs? Uh, she made her hair short in front so it wouldn't keep falling in her eyes. It didn't work, so she pulled it to the sides and let it grow out. Bhut has many definitions. Uh, Bhut means a disembodied spirit. Uh, and it also means a good spirit and a bad spirit. And Prait also is, a, we do Prait Utharga as part of the funeral rites. Uh, so that uh, first we, we, we do Shavdaha, the first uh, is the burning of the body. And then we do Prait Utharga, which is the rising of the spirit. So the, these prates and these boots are the disembodied spirits. They are the metaphysical attributes of devotion. And that's really what Shiva associates with. He so associates with the disembodied spirits, the metaphysical aspects of devotees, who are really, truly, and sincerely, even if they don't know the proper vidi, and they don't know the proper means by which to express that devotion, they're trying. And they may say it wrong, but they sure mean it. And they know what they're saying because they're followers of Shiva, so they don't want to be idiots who say what they don't know what it means. Uh, I remember Khalil Gibran, he said, Who whoever speaks what he doesn't understand is no better than an ass carrying a book. So if you load up a bunch of books on top of a donkey, you have the same thing as a Brahmin shouting out mantras. He doesn't know what they mean or how to live by them or how to apply them to his own life or to the lives of his followers. The purpose of a priest is not to do the puja for us. The puja purpose of the priest is to empower us to do the pujas for ourselves. A priest is a teacher, a Brahmin, a, an example of someone who is living by that knowledge and understanding that knowledge, inculcating that knowledge, uh, imbibing that knowledge and living with that knowledge. Bhuti is a disembodied spirit. Uh, he, he is also the the imperceivable manifestation of the five great elements. Because if you do Bhut Shuddhi and Bhut Apsarpan, uh, they have the same Bhut. And the, the five great elements, Kshiti, Aptej, Morubom, Earth, water, fire, air, and ether. These five elements combine to make the, the, all the substances and they are part of the, the, uh, the 36 tatwas that came down from Shiva into manifested existence. Now, when, we get, when it becomes a boot again, they become disembodied. 
So as we worship them in Bhut uh, Shuddhi, we worship them as embodiments of the elements uh, are embodied in the chakras, and when we worship them as Bhut Prait, they are disembodied or disconnected. So they are no longer, we are just worshiping them as pure elements. Okay. okay. Thank you. We have a question from Kanta. Namaste, Kanta Ma. When we are looking outside of the world, do we see Shiva in the world as the transformation that we see, or the goodness that we see, or what is above all and sublime, or is all these together? All of the above! <laughs> It is an all of the above question, Kanta. And we'll just look out in the world and we see Shiv in every manifestation. He is transforming the universe. He is within the universe. He is the soul within the universe. He is all the, the, the manifestations of the universe. And he's all the goodness that we see. And now start making it better. Look out there and say, oh my gosh, look how good it is. This is as good as it gets. This is really cool. So Kanta, it's all of the above, and you, sometimes you pay attention to him as the goodness within that individual, or the soul within that individual, or the, the transformation within that individual, but when you put it all together, oh, they're all correct. There is no wrong answer. We have a question from Joshua. Namaste, Joshua. Pranam, who is Shiva's inner self? <laughs> Not fair! <laughs> I'm going to refer to Nanda. Neti, neti. <laughs> you can't define the inner essence of the consciousness of infinite goodness. He is already the inner essence of all. He is the intrinsic nature of all. How can you define the intrinsic nature of all? The intrinsic nature of the intrinsic nature of all. <laughs> It comes back down to, it's not this and it's not that. It must be realized. It must be realized with all the love and all the attentiveness that you can share with him. Then you can understand. You can't understand him intellectually. You'll understand him intuitively. We have a question from Lori Smith. Namaste, Lori. What is the significance of the hooded cobra standing upright around the lingam? Lori, the, the cobra is Shakti. The cobra is Kundalini. Now, the Yoni is Shakti, Maha Shakti, means unlimited energy. And the lingam is unlimited consciousness. The cobra is the Atma, the manifested Shakti, the Kundalini. What we call Mahashakti is unlimited energy and Kundalini is the limited energy. And that Kundalini is symbolized by the snake. We have a question from Usha. Namaste Ushama. Ramakrishna hardly spoke of meditation but mentioned prayer often. What did he refer to? Would that translate to non-partitioning Petitioning prayer, such as puja and pot? Oh, Usha, there are so many levels of prayer. My love for you is a prayer. It's not a petitioning prayer. It's just a prayer that beseeches you to become the very, very best you could possibly become. So there are very various levels of intensity of the of absorption of the prayer and when i get into deep deep prayer it becomes meditation and so meditation is a form of prayer which is more intense than hey why don't you give me lord won't you buy me a mercedes benz <laughs> that's a prayer or there is satchit ekam brahma that's another prayer. Or there is the deepest meditation where there ceases to be duality. And that's another prayer. Each one is a deeper intensity of bhavana. That intensity of reality, that intensity of absorption, that intensity of feeling and understanding. You grok 
the presence of God. It's no longer intellectual. So I, I can't distinguish really between the two words, prayer and meditation. If, if someone is really meditating upon that new Mercedes-Benz, then their prayer has become a meditation. But if they are meditating to the exclusion of all duality and I'm not even there, only God is present. Now that's deeper meditation. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. Names 23 and 87, one says fierce and one says terrible. Is, in this way, is Shiva like Chandi, who is having so much fun playing that the negativities perceive him as fierce and terrible? Yes, he is fierce, uh, fiercely aggressive to all the negativities, and he is terrible. And he, he, terrible also means he is, uh, I can't even see the end of him. How do I find this guy? This is so humongous. It's terrible. It's, it's awesome. It, it's, it, it's beyond, it defies description. It, 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 it goes beyond the terrible. Not like it's really bad, but like it's so cool. He is so present. It, there's no end to this guy. We have a question from Ramya. Namaste, Ravi, Mommy. Pranam, what are the systematic steps we can take to make our puja more deep and intense? Rami, we start with our intention and then we prepare and we purify and then we sit down in the asana and start to make the offerings and invite God into our lives and make offerings to God and we make the offerings and the recitation longer and brighter and more intense and more pronounced and more definitive and we study what it is we're doing and why we're doing it and what does it mean so I look you in the eye and I say that from my heart and I say it like I mean it and I mean it like I say it <laughs> and I'm doing it it's my worship of you and make it longer lower, wider, and make it brighter and stronger and more intense. And I don't want to worship Shiva with constraints or with embarrassment or be very soft and big. I, I want to let it all hang out. Shiva, come and look at I've come and brought you my devotion. I want you to see. I'm not embarrassed to let you know that I'm here saying my love for you like I mean it. I'm not trying to be quiet and timid and uh, controlled and withdrawn. I want you to see how much I love you. So the greater intensity of devotion, the greater intensity of knowledge, the greater length of the asan, the greater, the more material you can include in that asan. You can make job after every deity. You can make job after every flower. You can keep going. You sing songs at the end. You sing songs. You, you, you can include all the various attitudes of worship and make your worship into what you do with your life. Everything you do in life is part of the worship. And that's how you make it more intense. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste Ambika. If we are not doing Pram Pratishta in the beginner's puja, how does this change our relationship to the lingam? Should we substitute something else like more devotion? Well, you want more devotion all the time, no matter whether you do Pranvatishta or not. So don't worry about the technicalities of it. This is a beginner's puja for beginners to begin to get started on. And when they get started and proficient and they feel good about it, then they can add the intermediate puja to this puja. The intermediate puja builds from this puja. 
So you can either take another beginner's puja like the Durga puja and the Shiva puja and and hook them together and uh, you'll worship Shiva and Shakti or you could take an intermediate puja like the Hanuman puja who worships the Guru and Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva uh, and, uh, and puts many stotrams and, and uh, all the different divisions or you can go directly to the cosmic puja and make it into a Maha puja where you're getting, you make it bigger and greater. So we start, we, uh, we offer in the beginner's putra, uh, Krishna says, patram pushpam toyam falam yome bhaktya prakachti, whoever offers me a leaf, a flower, some water, or, or a fruit, they, I'm completely satisfied with the devotion. Now we have Pancha Upachar Puja, where you offer some light and some incense and a flower and some water and some food, and that's five. And then you have Das Upachar Puja, where you offer more things, and then you have Shorash Upachar Puja, where you offer 16 items, and then you have Raj Upachar Puja, which is like our cosmic puja, where it just keeps going and going and going. And pretty soon, everything you are doing is an offering to God. And that's the goal of the puja. Organize ourselves and organize our lives and organize our offerings so that everything we do is part of the offering to God. Or part of the preparation for the next offering for God. <laughs> Take your choice. It's all about the love affair. No one's going to legislate how do you fall in love. Just do it. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha. Namaste.